This week, the world's most basic mental model explained. And later, the news. The mosquitoes are coming. Could mRNA treatments wipe out peanut allergies? There's an online market for overseas abortion pills, and it's growing. German nuclear power, Italian lab-grown meat, and COVID is rising in India. But first, I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now to get this newsletter and my conversations with many of the world's smartest people every single week. You can find the email version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com or write in your show notes. It's Friday, April 14th, 2023. Here's your weekly action steps. The first, interested in getting community solar? Check out Watt Buys Tools to get some. Number two, one of the most effective ways to make fashion more sustainable is to partner up with our friends at Fashion Revolution. Number three, Want to understand if there's actually a moral case for fossil fuels? You should read Amy Westervelt's handy little guide. It's in your show notes. Number four, there's over 9,000 school board seats up for election this year. Help run for something, support candidates who actually give a shit about kids. And now, today's big question. How do we attack a complicated problem? And it's not rocket science. I mean, unless it's actually rocket science, in which case, this is the wrong podcast. But the point is, our world endlessly complex, right? We've got 8 billion people, 8 million-ish species, 12-ish major religions, 192-ish countries, a wide variety of climates and topographies, as well as finite natural resources and seemingly infinite technological innovations that are somehow both unequally distributed and can make or break nations and economies and livelihoods. So we're going to have some problems, and they're going to be complex and hard to understand. That's life. But some of our problems, like the climate crisis, need to be solved ASAP. And solving them can actually bring about something even better, and they seem super complex. But in devising how to build a radically new world, I like to imagine a specific measurable outcome. And then, instead of jumping straight to, how do we fix X to get there, I like to pivot instead to, Why the hell is X this way at all? And this is where something called first principles thinking can be helpful. From Aristotle, in every systematic inquiry, where there are first principles or causes or elements, knowledge and science result from acquiring knowledge of these. For we think we know something just in case we acquire knowledge of the primary causes, the primary first principles, all the way to the elements. Now look, Before you say it, I'll say it. First principles and other Twitter-thread-friendly mental models catnip are often overrated bullshit. But if you try to actually demonstrate them in practice, someone somewhere might find them useful. So let's try to do that here. The entire point of utilizing first principles thinking is to clarify problems by taking them apart as far down as you can go to separate any and all underlying facts from any assumptions based on them. You're essentially looking to discover the basest elements, shit nobody can argue with, and then rebuild a better version from there. Good news for me, there's one example we can all immediately relate to, and I've built this entire business on. Food, water, and air. 
are the three human necessities. Even Clarence Thomas and Mitch McConnell cannot deny these things. These are ground-level facts we can agree on because we have to. And yet these items are increasingly difficult to access, and or if we can access them, they might be expensive, or, I don't know, poisoned, or both. Why? Well, it's stupid and complicated, but let's dive in anyways. I want to be clear that what follows is a gross oversimplification, but we're talking about the elements required to survive, and to me, that makes this whole specific one pretty black and white. Anyways, so this particular problem, the inaccessibility of clean food, water, and air, does not have to exist. Then why the hell does it exist? Because it's always been this way. Why? Because resources cost money. Why? Because you need labor and infrastructure to process them. And only governments and large corporations can afford to do that. And they need to be compensated for their costs, and in the case of business, to profit. Okay, so you had me at the first part, and I get the profit part. But do we need to profit off of these particular things, of all the things? Well, successful businesses require growth. Okay, I'm not a degrowther. It's politically untenable. Let's move on for now. That's not today. But growth at all costs is part of what got us here. And for sake, and hold on for a minute, because no one answered my first question here. Why do businesses need to profit from these resources specifically? They don't need to. They chose to. Why? Is it because they're simultaneously scarce and essential for survival, and thus more valuable? Is it because they are, to a person with little capital, otherwise finite resources? Why? Are we required to charge for them because they are so limited? Why? If governments make trillions in subsidies available to businesses for the extraction and processing of resources, like, say, fossil fuels, could they also, or instead, subsidize and guarantee clean air, food, and water? Here's my long-standing assumption on all of this, based on what we've talked about. Rational humans can go back and forth on taxes maybe on capital punishment, on speed limits, on agricultural subsidies, on public transportation budgets, on international corporate tax havens, on public money for private sports stadiums. Shouldn't exist. Anyways, all those things. But denying fellow humans clean air, water, and food is a human rights crime and should be treated as such every time, full stop. Because if we don't have a human right to clean air, water, and food, what the hell do we have? There are uncountable ways to profit in a capitalistic society. And air, water, and food is what the whole thing is built on. That enables us to do what we do, to learn, to, to, to build, to have families, to make a climate crisis. <laughs> Choosing to extract profits from these specific things, when everyone needs them, and they are now in such short supply, is both obvious and morally fucking corrupt. Hey everyone, it's Quinn, your host and the founder of Important Not Important. I'd like to take a quick minute to tell you about the INI or any, whatever we're calling it these days, membership and community. It's a gathering place really for our most 
dedicated shit-givers, a place to connect and learn from one another and to have access to me outside of the newsletter and this podcast. We started it last year, and it's grown to hundreds of shit-givers from all kinds, from around the globe. I'm talking about teachers and investors, students, electricians, journalists, artists, scientists, and policymakers, and, and more. Members get exclusive access to our daily news homepage, which is very cool, and to much more top-of-mind weekly articles, research, and tools that you can use and to stay ahead of the game, member-sourced action steps, twice-monthly book and culture recommendations that have nothing to do with the end of the world, virtual events, and of course, the membership Slack channel. Look, so many people come to us asking, what can I do? And we think we do a pretty good job of answering that question and providing context for the answer. But the best answers and the best perspective really come from the community, a wide-ranging community. And we would love for you to be a part of it, to feel supported yourself, and to contribute to discussions and actions alike. And of course, by becoming a member, you're directly supporting our work here and ensuring that we get to keep doing it. So if you'd like to learn more, head to importantnotimportant.com. And if you're already a reader, you can just hit the upgrade button at the top. If you're not, go ahead and subscribe for free and you'll see the option to become a member at whatever level works best for you. And as always, you can always find the link to become a member right in your show notes. So thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for giving a shit. Back to the show. talked about identifying your personal three or four North star values or whatever, and making sure every choice you make with your time and your money lines up with those. The same set of standards can be utilized quite simply for elected officials and business leaders. You can apply that standard here. Does your representative's new legislation or your company's mission statement violate anyone's access to clean air, water, and food? No? Great. Yes? Get the fuck out. Start over. If you don't employ these sorts of standards, if we all don't, and if we don't make these standards inviolable, things will continue to be done the way they've always been done, and a radically better world is going to remain light years away, because these are the building blocks for the whole goddamn project. Whether we're talking basic health or solar panels or teleporters, whatever. It's actually nice doing this, to have a few crystal clear elements in play. Oh, the human body cannot survive without these three things? And you're in the business of depriving people of them? Great. I will take my money elsewhere. For some reason, I get calls from a variety of big shots trying to understand the mechanisms behind the complex systems that dominate our economies and societies. Now, ignoring the inarguable fact that they could have called literally anyone else, I usually tell them to start with the basics and go from there. What do you make? Why? How is it made? How do you sell it? Who is it for? Who does it help? How can you help? Basic questions, but the most basic one really is what we did above. Pretend you're a six-year-old. Seriously, stand in any kid's tiny Velcro shoes for a moment, if they can find them, and ask why over and over and over until you get to the bottom of a question, of a system, of a problem, or injustice. You can clarify your thinking this way by reducing problems down to the irreducible. 
Now, they're not going to all be as easy as air, water, and food. I'm basically cheating here. But you can definitely challenge long-held assumptions built on irreducible problems, especially the assumptions of those in power. So, insist on reputable evidence. Highlight the shit out of the consequences of the world we've built. And then rearrange the blocks to show in no uncertain terms that some things just have to be non-negotiable. Safe schools, maternal health, clean water. And we can build something better by not choosing to just profit off them and by guaranteeing that those exist. Our world has come so far and is now teetering on the edge of both fucked and a glorious abundant future. So an essential perspective is things absolutely do not have to be this way. We actually don't have to pay women less. We don't have to drink milk from cows. We don't need to eat those cows or cut down all of our forests for them either. We don't need to use massive trucks powered by pulverized stegosaurus bones or, or even cars at all. We don't need monocrops that mostly go to those cows and fuel and that waste and poison our water. We don't need to continue investing in industries that profit off the backs of historically marginalized citizens. We don't need gas stoves. Black and brown people don't need to breathe dirtier air, or drink dirtier water, live on hotter blocks, go to school in the hottest part of every city in America. STEM degrees don't have to cost all of the money. And trade schools and nursing programs and teaching programs don't need to be shit on. Especially when the glorious, abundant future we want and need requires a bazillion more graduates from those same programs. So as we choose companies to buy from and candidates to support, this very basic and definitely not original method of sorting through the bullshit can actually be pretty helpful. Sometimes it's just not that complicated. And now, the news. In climate change news, Germany quit nuclear power, which isn't helpful. Puma, a brand I'm nowhere near fashionable enough to rock, opened up their supply chain to Gen Z and sustainability nerds. Here's why the next EV push is to electrify school buses. Southeastern U.S. seas are rising triple the global average. Jesus. Check how your state's clean electricity efforts are going with the link in the show notes. And the new EV rules are in for the U.S. And there are seven big takeaways in heat map before you go shopping. In COVID news, COVID is climbing steadily in India. And there's a few reasons why. Semi-related antimicrobial resistance is growing in India and everywhere because we're over-prescribing antibiotics. And the jury's still out on how often you and I and everyone should get COVID boosters. In food and water news, Wall Street made a run on the West's precious groundwater supplies. And speaking of that, all those atmospheric rivers have actually temporarily reduced drought warnings in the West, which is truly fantastic. Now we have to deal with the flooding, which is going to get worse over the next few months. And the Colorado River is still in trouble, even though they'll benefit from some of that runoff. So the feds have finally stepped in with some proposed cuts for the six to seven states in Mexico that are reliant on the river. And last, Italy's plan to ban lab-grown meat probably won't help their growing climate issues. In health and bio news, here come the mosquitoes. And again, I got to say, the screen porch is one of mankind's best inventions. Could an mRNA treatment wipe out peanut allergies? Maybe. Inside the online market for overseas abortion pills, which doesn't have to be a thing, air pollution is increasingly linked with both dementia 
and from pregnant people reduced lung function in the future in children. And lastly, could ice cream have health benefits? Happy birthday to my dad, who got the study he's always been waiting for. And lastly, in computer news, OpenAI behind ChatGPT launched a bug bounty program. Spain and Italy are investigating whether OpenAI breached GDPR, the very imperfect data privacy rule. Is ChatGPT hallucinating? Or as Brandon Abunyu said, bullshitting? Millions of Facebook users had their info stolen in a ChatGPT app extension. Please don't do that. And lastly, related to that WhatsApp, part of Meta or Facebook, whatever the fuck, made it harder for scammers to steal your account info, which is great. That's it for this week. Hit subscribe to get next week's issue straight to your feed. To go deeper, visit importantnotimportant.com. Thanks for being a part of our community, and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.